When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast, and we are going to keep going. This is going to be our cornerbacks episode and breakdown where you're going to find out who's in, who makes a 53-man roster, salary cap and contract breakdown of all of the players, and who are going to be the future stars, those need-to-know names, and what who's going to bring us into the future. That's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So again, we are continuing with our two episodes a week as we continue breaking down down this 53-man roster. And again, if you haven't already followed me on Twitter, go ahead and do so, JL underscore Chapman, JL underscore C-H-A-P-M-A-N. This is where I post videos and content and just kind of goes visual with all of the audio that you get from here and pairs up very nicely. So go check us out out there. And without further ado, let's jump into this. Now, last year, the 49ers kept five corners on their roster and I have them keeping six and and there's a lot of reasons why and as we get into these players why we are keeping this extra person here and it makes sense as we continue now do understand that I counted Jimmy Ward as a safety and so if you want to hear that the safety one is the previous episode I did quarterbacks before that so you can go back and listen to those if you want to Now, there are a few locks, and we're going to go through each one of these individually. Again, I have them keeping six corners, and the first one that is an absolute lock is Richard Sherman. The absolute mega blockbuster free agent deal (laughs) taking away our biggest rival, an outspoken critic, in division, and all that stuff. And he is with us now. He is 30 years old and will be at the start of the season. And so we're going to explain a lot about his play. Uh, Even though we've seen it, I want to make sure that we are all on the same page and exactly what the expectations and what we're getting from Richard Sherman. Now, he is 30 years old, but again, he is the prototypical corner in this system, six foot three, 195 pounds, and he has played seven straight years um, out of Stanford. And little interesting note, he graduated, his senior year was Harbaugh's last year at Stanford, so the connections to the San Fran area, definitely there. I mean, he went to college there for five years, all that kind of stuff. Now, here's what's interesting. And again, pay attention to this 6'3", 195. You're going to continue to hear very similar measurements as we go through this. 
And probably the best news of this entire episode is that the cornerback position was our major weakness, namely the secondary position in general, uh, safeties included. It was our biggest glaring need, that and pass rush. And a lot of that had to do with Dante Johnson, who was our number one corner last year. He had the most snaps by over 150 snaps over any other 49er. We're going to talk bad about Dante Johnson for a little bit, but one thing that we can say, he was tough. And uh, he played through a lot of uh, injuries and whatnot, but man, he was terrible. So that's a thousand snaps that are gone that we are hoping Richard Sherman steps into. And there's no doubt in our mind, it doesn't matter if Richard Sherman was 40, this will be a major improvement. So Dante Johnson, who is long gone again, he was the number 118th rated corner by Pro Football Focus and had the sixth worst coverage grade of any cornerback that took a snap in the entire year. And that's over 200 plus corners. I think it came out to around 230, 240. 40. I got tired of counting, um, but it just shows you how terrible he was. He was so targeted. Teams picked on him. It was kind of their game plan. Now, let's get back to Sherman. Sherman had five straight seasons of playing all 16 games before he ruptured his Achilles tendon halfway through the season last year. So durability is not an issue with him at all. He uh, plays very, very tough and physical, and we're going to talk about that. But the, the problem is this. I don't think it is a problem. The national media kind of talked about this. And why would you pay him all this money? He signed a three-year, $39 million contract, and he's 30 years old. He plays corner, coming off a major injury. Why would you sign him to this deal? Now, the interesting thing is this. He negotiated the terms of his own contract. And if you don't know anything about Richard Sherman, the guy is absolutely a genius. Again, I've said before on this podcast, you know, I was speaking with one of the corners who asked me to leave his name off. And he said, Richard Sherman knows more about football than any coach I have ever been with. And that's college, high school, all the way through the process. He knows more about football than any person I've ever been around. He went and he learned contracts and all this kind of stuff because he wanted to do this himself. And once the deals came out of the contract, the media totally shifted and they went from, holy cow, Sherman fleeced the 49ers to, man, what was Sherman doing? And here's what Sherman was doing. He's betting on himself. He wanted to get maximum value for what he thinks he can do. And he wanted this contract to be incentive to him um, for what he could do as well. So in order to get the full $39 million in this contract, these are the things. He has to do all of these things. He has to play in 48 games over the next three years. He has to play a total of 90% of the total defensive snaps. He has to make the Pro Bowl all three years. And he has to make the All-Pro team all three years. He has never done that in three straight years in his career. Um, He did make the Pro Bowl from 2013 to 2016. And he made the All-Pro team 2012, 13, and 14, but those didn't overlap to meet those criteria. And so you got to throw the, again, I've talked about how our financial guy is just an absolute dominating force that is able to construct these contracts in a way that brings about the highest possible ceiling payday for the player, but protects the 49ers in a way that if you're not playing at this top level 
then yeah, it's kind of going to be what it's going to be. Like we are going to protect the team first, and that's just kind of what's here. And again, Richard Sherman negotiated this, so he believes in it. Now the cap hits on, and this is probably the most significant factor. This year, Richard Sherman cost six point one million, but let's say things don't work out. He only costs two million against the cap next year, and one million against the cap in twenty twenty in a doomsday situation. Now I'm I'm hoping. Richard Sherman hits every one of these qualifiers because that means he's playing top-level defense for the 49ers for three straight years. But if, for some reason, things go south and it just doesn't work out, this is a three-year, $9 million deal for the 49ers in worst-case scenario. Best case, he gets paid all that money. and It's a lot. Three years, $39 million. He's going to average $13 million a year. But we're getting what we're paying for with this deal. Now let's focus on his play. In 2017, I mean, his play, here's the deal. The strengths, we're going to go through the strengths and weaknesses for every single corner that makes this roster. He is a physical, smart, long, and competitive corner. That is what you get with Richard Sherman on a long time. And with almost every single corner that is not just a slot guy, long is very, very important. Now, the weakness of him is his age. He is 30 years old. He is aging. And his speed. He ran a 4.5440, which isn't great, but for his height, it's pretty good. But that was seven years ago. So he's definitely slowed. But the great thing is, and you could say this with corners, and you can say this with wide receivers, there are your speed corners, and then there are your physical corners. In the same way with wide receivers, uh, somebody like an Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden was never fast. He was physical, and he was a technique guy. And because of that, he was able to prolong his career. Uh, you, you could say the same thing about Larry Fitzgerald. Like He was never one of those top speed guys. He was quick. But he was a technician, and he, he's great at physicality and at the catch point and all those things. This allows players like Sherman to elongate their career because he ne- he's never won with speed. That's not who he was. And so he doesn't have to change his game. It transfers well with age. Uh, he was rated as the number 33 cornerback by Pro Football Focus last year. Now, it was his lowest rating uh, of his career, but barely. He's put up seven straight years with an 82.5 rating or better on Pro Football Focus, and all of those are beyond starter numbers. Uh, He was the number two cornerback against the run. Again, this goes back to his physical play style. He is like an outside linebacker whenever it comes to the run game. You will never see him get beat outside. That's just not what he does. He is a boundary corner every single play. He is the last guy on the outside, and you don't get outside of him. Now, and another thing, too, with... You hear the number 33-rated cornerback, and you kind of go, huh, that's not elite. But again, you got to look at corners. Corners are very different because each team has three starting cornerbacks that are out there every single play. It's not the old days where you just had two. There are usually at least three wide receivers out there every time. And if not, you'll even put your corner on top of a tight end or a fullback. So there are, if you do that for 32 teams, there's 96 corners that start every single week in the NFL. So this is a very deep position. Um, He finished ahead of people like Patrick Peterson, Xavier Rhodes, Janoris Jenkins, Tremaine Johnson, just to name a few. Like, so if you are in that top tier, man, the cornerback position is so valuable, especially in this defense. Like we have to have these long lean outside corners. So let's go to our second guy. That is absolute lock. Akilo Witherspoon, he's only 23 years old. He was our rookie last year. 
He is 6'2", 195. So again, pay attention to these measurements. 6'3", 195 was Richard Sherman. 6'2", 195 is Witherspoon. We have a type, um, and we are sticking to it. Now, his salary, he's still on his rookie deal, and he's a third-round pick, so we have him for three years left. He counts 800000 this year, $1 million against the cap next year, and one point two in the last year of his rookie deal in 2020, so super cheap. His play, if we break it down, his strength, he has two main things. He is long, and he is beyond athletic. Again, just a, he's a soccer player is kind of his background. And it's funny because, you know, in soccer, you can't use your hands. And this is how he plays because the weaknesses, he doesn't like contact. He doesn't like to hit. Uh, he does not like to kind of deliver a blow. And you won't see him get lots of pass interference penalties. In fact, he had none. Because he doesn't use his hands. He is a shadow corner that is long and gets his hands on the ball. He actually does really, really well with that. But uh, So his weaknesses are he doesn't like contact and experience. Um, he came in for week five right after the Richard, Ro- uh, Richard Robinson trade when we sent him to the Jets. And he started from there on out. He didn't get one snap the first four weeks. Again, he was raw, and we knew that coming in after we drafted him. And so they let him sit for four weeks, and then they realized, man, Robinson's terrible. These penalties are terrible. We can't keep doing this. And he is night and day difference from Richard Robinson and how he plays. If you remember how many penalties, gosh, man, Robinson just accumulated those like crazy. So he comes in in week five, and he only had 28 tackles. Again, that shows you. He's not a guy that's going to come up and hit a lot. But he did have two interceptions and seven passes defense. That is legit. One forced fumble. He only had two penalties the whole year, two defensive holding penalties, and one of those was declined. So really, technically, man, you start that many games and you only get one penalty as a starting corner in the NFL, that's unreal. And it's a testament not only to his athleticism, but his feet are incredible. He is a long mirror match corner. He's not that press guy like Sherman who's going to get his hands all over you. He is a guy that just, you can't shake him. And he's long enough that he's going to He's going to defend any pass that comes your way. So we've got this one super physical long guy on one side, and on the other one we have one long super athletic guy. So it's very interesting the way we have our outside corner set up. And, man, this defense, it is long. Uh, All the way across the linebackers, D-line, we have height and we have crazy long arms. And that makes it difficult because you've got to be able to throw a perfect pass in a lot of these situations. Now let's move into our slot guy, and this is the one guy that kind of doesn't fit the mold. Usually your slot guy, your nickel corner, is shorter and shiftier. And Kwan Williams, he is an absolute lock. They signed him to an extension last year. He's 27 years old. He comes in at 5'9", weighs 185 pounds, out of pit. And, man, he was by far one of my favorite 49ers last year. I just absolutely loved the way he played. The strengths to his game, he is like glue. He does not give up separation to anybody. Uh, now, if you're going to make a picture-perfect slant catch over the middle on third and four, he's going to be all over you, and it's going to have to be a perfect pass and a perfect catch because he's going to be close there. 
And another strength that he has, he has no clue how small he is, which kind of leads into the weakness, and that's durability. He's had three straight years without uh, playing all 16 games because, man, he is a mean, mean, mean little guy in there. And he will come in and lay some wood because he doesn't care. And he plays all out every single play. He kind of fits, and whenever they sign him to the extension, they even said, like, he fits what we want the 49ers to be. Just tough and just makes plays. He had 42 tackles, one interception, five passes defense with two forced fumbles, and only one defensive holding call all year. Again, back-to-back guys in our secondary that are not getting penalties. We do not want to give away first downs, and the coaching staff is purposefully getting rid of people like Rashard Robinson, who has a very high ceiling as a corner, but if you're making dumb penalties and making it harder on our defense, we have no room for you here. He rated as the number 44 cornerback by Pro Football Focus, and it's just solid across the board. Run game, coverage, pass defense, point of contact. He is just solid all the way across the board. And we got him at a great deal. He signed a three-year, $8.8 million extension last year. He counts $2.2 million against the cap this year, $2.6 next year, three point two in 2020. So we have a very cheap economic option here at safety but the 49ers wanted depth and they addressed that big time in this draft so and and i'll talk about that with the next two guys not this one here but let's talk about tavarius moore 21 years old we drafted in the third round six foot two 200 pounds out of southern miss now the weird thing here is he played safety and he only played one year he was a juco transfer um (laughs) from Pear River Community College, isn't that fun to say, to Southern Miss, and he only started one year, but this kid has unreal, he's a Madden-created character. He is long, he is fast as all get out, and he is very, very mean, loves contact, and he played that single high safety and strong safety role. He would switch back and forth. Now, the weaknesses, he's super raw. His feet need major, major help, and he's never played corner, and so... We are going to, he's playing corner, and that's where he played all of OTAs. We drafted him in the third round, the very end of the third round with the 31st pick, or number 95 overall. So again, you're seeing somebody as a top 100 level talent coming out of the draft. And I mean, he put up great numbers, 87 tackles, three interceptions, and 12 pass breakups in just one year starting Southern Miss. And you watch his film, holy cow. You see a very fluid, natural athlete, very, very clean backpedal. Now, we'll have to see how that changes to a shuffle and a press corner, but his hips are unreal. And he's one of those guys that's just real smooth, calm, and collected, and he looks like he's playing against middle schoolers. He's so tall and big. Like, he is built. And so, like, it's it's just weird seeing him out there. It's just like, that's not fair. He's bigger than everybody else. He's faster than everybody else. He's longer than everybody else. Why is this happening? But he's just smooth. So he's like a glider, and you wouldn't have guessed how fast he is. But again, this kid ran back-to-back 4.3240s at his pro day. Hey, that, that's just unreal. Now, his footwork needs a lot of help. He, he's a hopper. What, and what I mean by that is whenever he doesn't know what the play is doing, uh, you can kind of see his the wheel spinning in his head, and he just hops both feet until he decides what to do. And you never want to hop. You want your feet to operate independently of each other. So when you need to make a cut, 
or a decision you can go if you try to make a decision when your feet are up in the air that's when your feet get out of your frame and that just breaks down everything so he's got a he's very very raw and his speed helped him out a lot that it would kind of bail him out and he won't be able to do that at the next level again i talked about his pro day listen to these percentages as far as cornerbacks in the nfl so this is comparing him to corners Back-to-back 4.3240s, that puts him in the top 99%. That means he is the 1% in the entire NFL as far as speed goes. He ran a a 2.5-second 20-yard split time, so that first half. So that means he gets up to top speed quick, 99%. Again, he's in the top 1% there. Broad jump, 133 inches or 10 feet 11 inches. He's in the top 97%. That's where he is. Vertical, 38.5-inch vertical at that height. Unreal, top 85%. So long, lean, and fast. Lynch said, this is the quote after they drafted him. He said, we know he can play safety, but we want to try him out at corner. Because again, and all of as far as positional values in the NFL go, you have quarterback by itself. After that, you have pass rusher by itself. And then the next tier is offensive tackles and cornerbacks. That is, And then after that, there's a huge drop-off between everything else. And if you look at the money, the cornerback position is the third highest paid in the NFL. And this reflects that. So safety is not that high, but that's the idea. We know we can play safety, and we can put them there if we need to. But with his elite elite athletic traits, and he talked about his 40 times. This is, again, John Lynch talking. I'm summarizing here. One of the best things that safety can do is play corner. And then he told a story about Herm Edwards made Lynch play corner for Tampa Bay. Uh, Not because he wanted him to take snaps at corner, but he thought that it would make him a better safety. And so worst case scenario here is this doesn't work out at corner and we will transition him over to safety and he could play either. He's fast enough. He could play the single high and he's strong enough that he could play the strong safety. But again, the valuable position here is outside corner. And it basically what it seems like they're trying to do, he is being groomed to be the eventual replacement for Richard Sherman in two to three years. And if it doesn't work out there, then he'll be safety. So lots of options there. The last lock that we have or that I have is DJ Reed, who, man, he's a fun kid. 5'9", 188 pounds out of Kansas State. He's only 21 years old, very, very young. And he is, the strengths to his game, shifty, quick, and explosive. He is, man, he's, if you want to watch the most fun film, it's probably DJ Reed out of, the, out of these rookies. He is, he's fun to watch. Uh, the weaknesses, he's super short. But he does have long arms, which helps make up for that sum. And, and he doesn't have a clear defined role. He's kind of like one of those jack of all trades, ace of none. But he is a football player, pure and simple. You just got to get him out there on the field. Now, we drafted him in the fifth round with the 142nd pick overall, so fifth round picks make the roster. Like, he's going to have a role. He's going to be a special team starter uh, for every single special teams group, and then he's just going to have to carve out a role. Where that's going to be, don't know. He's taking snaps at outside corner, slot corner, nickel corner, free safety. I mean, the kid is, they're, they're trying to find a spot because his film is just so fun. And on top of that, he's a punt returner and a kick returner. Last year, he ran back a punt and a kickoff for a touchdown in the same year, which is very, very difficult to do. So we are just adding to our list of possible returners. 
probably the top three guys that we're going to have, uh, punt returner, Dante Pettis, Trent Taylor, DJ Reed, and they could all return both uh, kicks and kickoffs. I think Brita will be back there on kickoff return as well. But just adding these dynamic playmakers that have versatility and will just have to find their spot. That's just kind of what this is. So his film, man, you watch his film again. I already said it's exciting. He is the definition of cat-like quickness. Change of direction is his specialty. Now, he's a gamer, too. That's the thing. Like, if you just watch his highlights, you don't get a feel for the game. And I've said this before on here, I believe. Watching somebody's highlights is like reading a dating profile. You're not getting who that person really is. If you watch game film, that's like talking to the ex and say, tell me the good and bad about this because the film don't lie. And they're not going to make it butter, like butter you up or anything like that. And when you watch the film of DJ Reed, man, third down, this kid shines. Big moments, big games, the play, he's going to make the play. And I said it earlier, he's just a pure football player. I'm very excited. I just don't see where he's going to play outside of an injury creating this opportunity for him. Um, Again, he was a two-year starter at Kansas State. Uh, seven career interceptions, 25 passes defensed. That's impressive. And three force fumbles. So those are kind of my locks. Again, just go back. We got Richard Sherman, Akilo Witherspoon, Kwan Williams, Tavares Moore, and DJ Reed. Those guys are the locks. Now, this is my one maybe. Because this last spot, who knows how it could go. And I got Tavares McFadden undrafted free agent out of Florida State. He's 21 years old, 6'2", 204. I got him making the roster. I only have two undrafted free agents making my 53-man projected roster. Uh, The other one I talked about last episode, if you didn't listen, Terrell Williams, safety, uh, undrafted free agent out of the University of Houston. Go back and listen to that one if you want to hear about him. But I got McFadden making it. Now, the strengths for him, man, ideal height and a playmaker. Again, 6'2". 204. All of our outside corners are 6'2 or taller. And if McFadden could have came out after his sophomore year, he probably would have been a second or third round pick. But man, his speed or lack of speed started to show on film, uh, showed at the combine, and it destroyed his draft stock. So his weakness is speed. His strength is height and playmaking, and again, he fell to undrafted, which is just crazy. He was probably the most sought-after undrafted free agent that there was. Uh, There were about three dudes that were kind of the big stars, like, holy cow, they're not drafted, and he was one of them. And because of that, he received a $20,000 signing bonus, which most rookies do not get that. Maybe about five in the entire NFL get this much money. And so because of that, it just shows you the 49ers wanted this guy. I had a six-round grade on him in my draft profile just because he was very, very raw. Again, he ran a 4.6740, and that just destroyed whatever value he had. That's in the bottom 5% of corners in this league. But the things that you can't take away from him is his height, his athleticism, and in 2016, a year ago, he led the entire nation in interceptions. So you have height, he's very, very physical, and ball skills which is just unreal. But what the weirdest thing about it, he goes from leading the entire nation in interceptions to getting zero interceptions in 2017. Now, a lot of that was just teams weren't targeting him, but what they learned is you can beat them deep. It's just, man, if there's a route that is kind of the eight, like slant routes, hitch routes, out routes, things like that, he can jump on those. But he just couldn't keep up top-end speed. 
Again, very physical at the line of scrimmage, which helped made up for his bad footwork and his low speed. And his ball skills are legit. He's just not a great tackler. He looks at the ground too much or arm tackles, which is crazy with his body frame because he is, I mean, the dude's rocked up. But he's just, he's got to clean those things up. But the ceiling for him is just too high because he did it, you know, for Florida State and the ACC at some top-level competition, and he hung with the best of them. He's just a little slow. So I, I do have him making the roster, but he, he's got he's got to change the way he plays. Now, the corners that are left out, these are the two guys that are fighting for a spot, but I don't have them making the roster. Greg Maben, he uh, made our roster late in the year after some injuries. He's 24, 6'1", 200 pounds, out of Iowa. He played in six games for us last year, but only had 44 combined snaps more of a special teams guy and then the other one he's kind of a dark horse to make this roster Emmanuel Mosley 22 he's 5'11 he's 22 years old 5'11 184 pounds undrafted free agent out of Tennessee and is a great athlete ran a 4.42 at his pro day very mean very physical loves to hit but he gives up a lot of space um, in man coverage very very tight hips so those are the two guys that I have outside looking in Now, if we look at all this, so we've got six corners making the roster, but here's what's crazy. The NFL average for amount spent at the cornerback position is $18 million total per team per year. We are 24th, so we're in that very bottom kind of quarter, and we only spend $11.5 million this year. And that's a lot of that's a testament to the young guys that we have and all of that stuff. It's just $11.5 million against our cap this year. Uh, four teams are spending over $28 million by themselves, the Texans, Jets, Jags, and Ravens. So, again, this just, again, just to summarize real quick, I have Richard Sherman, Akilo Witherspoon, Kwan Williams, Tavares Moore, DJ Reed, and Tavarius McFadden making the roster. So if you haven't already, we're going to keep doing this. We got linebackers coming up next, which I'm super excited about. I played linebacker myself, so I get a little excited. But if you hadn't hit subscribe, just type in 49ers into wherever you get your podcasts, and we are the first one to pull up. Uh, Just hit subscribe to 49ers Rush Podcast so you don't miss any other ones. And stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.